Anthology presents Professor Challenger at the Edge of Eternity by Robert Thomas and Darren Freebury-Jones based on characters created by Arthur Conan Doyle. Part 2. The Land of the Pharaoh No. As you'll recall, I had recently found myself dealing with the fallout of the defenestration and subsequent death of a journalist, a troublesome sea voyage with an American, and a confusing encounter in a Cairo opium den in my search for the elusive, scantily clad, and extremely stoned Professor Challenger. I hadn't expected that within moments of finding him that I would be held at gunpoint by the troublesome American, and certainly hadn't anticipated what would happen next. You're a damn fool, Harrison, as I always suspected. Can't you see, man, I don't have the key about my person. I'm near enough, completely naked, and I can assure you that it is not a key protruding through this loincloth. So you're asking the wrong man, which leads me to suspect that I did the right thing by giving poor old Malone the key. And if you don't have it either, then, well, it'll be buried with the poor bugger a thousand miles from here. You're lying, Challenger. I can tell. I'm not. R2. I'm not. R2. I'm not! With unbridled strength, Challenger leapt at the man, tackling him to the ground and wrestling the gun from him. We made a break for it, rushing out of the opium den and into the streets of Cairo. But we weren't alone. A gang of thugs were lying in wait, their cut glasses glinting in the light of the full moon. Oh no! What do we do, George? You will address me either as Professor or as Challenger, my dear fellow, until I give you permission to do otherwise. And when will that be? On the 12th. The 12th of what? Of never? But in there, you said... In there, I was very, very high and rather distracted by the Dragon High Priestess who was about to give me a box of luxury chocolates and an award-winning mountain goat. What award did it win? Best mountain goat. Seemingly bored with me, he faced down our attackers. Now then, who first? There we are. Piece of cake. So, who are you? My name is Philip Peregrine. Malone came to me as he was dying. Why? I don't know. Come on. No time to talk here. We need to get out of sight. And we can have a proper chat then. Do you have a room in a hotel? Yes. Which one? The Cairo Hotel. Right, then we'll hide out in the Nile Hotel. Harrison will probably have already been in and ransacked your room. I hope you didn't pack any sexy lingerie, old boy. We bought a cheap room in the Nile Hotel and sat silent for a good hour. Challenger was on a bit of a come-down, so he had very little to say to me for the first hour or so. But, as he finished his packet of crisps and the opium haze broke, so did his silence, and eventually I began to learn a bit more about what the events of the last few days had signified. I think we're safe for now, Peregrine. No sign of Harrison in the streets. This kind of rat won't come out after the sun sets, so we should be all right. What on earth is going on? I'm afraid you're caught up in a very deadly game, Peregrine. One that has been going on since before the Great War. 
and one that I fear we will now have to see through to the bitter end. You told me that Malone came to you as he was dying and told you to seek me out, but was there anything else he told you? I remembered then. The key had been pressed into my hand that night. Well? Well, there was this. Good Lord! The key of destiny! Exactly. What is the key of destiny? What it is needn't trouble you now, Peregrine. If Malone saw fit to entrust this to you, then I know that I can trust you too. Even if you did bring it all the way back to me. Hang on. You fool! You damned fool! I gave this to Malone to get this away from me. And like the utter plonkington that you are, you came rushing back with it. It's a key, not a boomerang, you cur. I don't want it, Peregrine. There are a great many things I desire, like the gentle scent of fine perfume and the prospect of owning a kangaroo. But not this. Can't you see that all those who have touched the key have ended up dead? This was a rather alarming fact. What? Dead? All of them? Every single one. And now you have doomed yourself too, you fool. Doom! Now, now, just wait a Doom! moment. Doom! Professor. Doom! Prof... It's okay. You may speak now. Professor. You have left us no choice now, Peregrine. If only you had stayed in London, tucked up in your plush sheets and comfortable fluffy pillows, then perhaps the world would not be in such peril. Yes, but... Peril! And now you have endangered all of mankind. How does that make you feel? Ugh. Rather sleepy, actually. Ouch! Jesus. Wake up! This is no time for a cat nap, you dog! There is nothing else for it. We will have to unlock the chamber of eternal dreams, deep within the buried pyramid of King Tutankhamen, and discover the next marker on the trail of eternities. Uh, the what of the what now? What do you know of the edge of eternity, Peregrine? Absolutely nothing. Thousands of years ago, it is said that the gods created a weapon so powerful that it could spring a man to the heavens themselves and create true hell on earth. An order of priests who called themselves the Children of Eternity vowed that the weapon should never fall into the wrong hands and hid the weapon away at a place that they called the Edge of Eternity. Fascinating. Pay attention! Now, the secret weapon, or the Eternity Vessel, has been forever lost. But the children of Eternity, fearing that the world in its infinite corruption would one day need to be purged, left a trail of markers across the globe for the devout to follow. And the pyramid of that king. Tutankhamen. Yes, is one of the markers. Indeed. In the last hours of the Great War, Malone contacted me 
to tell me that he had fallen in with a cult once connected to the children of eternity and they saw the world falling into such dire circumstances that to prevent a war such as we had never seen from ever happening again they would need to seek out the edge of eternity and unleash the eternity vessel last i heard malone had infiltrated their cult further and had intended to abscond with the key but that was the last time that i heard from him and now he is dead malone died to bring us this information correct isn't it rather convenient that you're in cairo and the marker is in the egyptian desert yes also opium i see well i suppose life would not be complete without small coincidences or big coincidences indeed now you must rest for at dawn we will journey to the great pyramid of tutankhamun and there continue our quest a sleepless night led into a sleepy dawn as the sun crept high above the desert covering us in its inviting crimson blanket we set off as the tip of the sun leapt from the top of the buttery dunes our camels carrying us away from cairo and away from the imminent danger but likely deeper into the abyss of fear into which i now find myself tumbling challenger said a few words after his explanation the previous night and seemed to mourn silently for his downed comrade could it be that malone was really dead should he have given his life for such a pityingly ungrateful world it was all getting rather philosophical as we approached a canyon in the desert inset into which was the grand doorway of an ancient temple or the gateway to the sunken pyramid of tutankhamun we have made it we dismounted and approached the entrance both of us were silent in awe of the wondrous carvings and intricate hieroglyphics that decorate the ancient doorway look at this inscription peregrine may he who enters here hold his breath lest their souls be wrought from their bodies and damned for all eternity no chance of turning back now then ah this is all silly superstition but look at the words all eternity This is certainly the right place. Shall we go inside, have a look? It seemed I didn't really have much of a say in the matter, so I relented and helping Challenger with the heavy door, stepped inside the dark chamber. No one has been in here for thousands of years. Look. Deeper and deeper into the sunken pyramid we went. further into the halting blackness the stench of ancient winds permeated my nostrils the musty aroma of the temple clung to the back of my throat soon the tunnel hit a dead end and we found ourselves facing a doorway with a keyhole that looked to be just the right size for the key of destiny look challenger the key of destiny would probably fit he nodded to me so i inserted the key and then turned it and for a moment there was silence 
Then, with a booming rumble, the doorway began to slide open, taking the key with it, and the chamber ahead opened out to reveal... Good Lord! Tutankhamun himself! The colossal sarcophagus, lined with gold, hung open, and inside we could see the dusty, bandage-wrapped skeleton of Tutankhamun, the lost pharaoh. Unbelievable. Can it really be? Good work, Peregrine. Come on, let's get closer. It looks like the mummy is holding a golden rod in his hand. What is it, Challenger? What does the inscription say? It says, If you look to stand at the edge of eternity, the whip of the chariot of the gods shall gain you passage. Chariot of the gods? What does that mean? All fanciful nonsense, old man. Here, let me grab that key. Cease, mortal. I nearly jumped out of my skin as the pharaoh's voice boomed through the chamber. Who dares to enter the chamber of eternities? My name is Professor George Edward Challenger, and... Silence, mortal. You have trespassed upon the sacred god ground of the eternal lord and king, Tutankhamun. Oh, great Tutankhamun, we are but servants of your great power. Lead us with your guiding light out of the iniquity of our mortal existence. What are you doing? Communicating with it, I think. Oh, great Tutankhamun, bestow us with your blessing. Bow before me, mortal challenger. I find it's always easier to communicate with spirits while on one's knees. In fact, it's rather fun doing many things while on one's knees. For example, on Friday afternoons, I rather like to hang out with a young gardener named Jose. Shut up, this is terrifying. Fine. No need to be so anal about it. We knelt before the ancient king our hearts filling with dread, and my trousers filling with something that definitely was not dread. Mortal, what great secrets do you seek? Lord of the Nile and Great King, we seek the path of eternities, to sit upon the chariot of the gods on its great journey to the edge of eternity. This is your desire? Yes, O oh Great King. Then you must make an offering to the gods. Tough luck, old boy. It wants you to be sacrificed. Me? Why me? Why can't you be sacrificed? Don't question the gods, Peregrine. It's chosen you. No, it hasn't. Yes, it has. I definitely heard it say, Peregrine, you handsome fellow you. You're the one that I want. You are the one I want. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Penny. Well, in that case... Hey, hang on. Why don't we go and get one of those camels and sacrifice that? Well, you're not sacrificing Humpy. He's like a brother to Silence! Me. The sacrifice must be made of your soul. My soul? Oh, crusty bun biscuits. Good king, you, you cannot take my soul. I need my soul. Why do you need your soul? What? W what do you mean? I mean, why do you need your soul? I want it. I don't know. For like... Dancing and that, I suppose. <laughs> Listen, I want the whip of the chariot of the gods, and I want to know where the edge of eternity is. You must honor your king. 
Then I will give you the answers you seek. How about some chocolate? Would you like some chocolate? Chocolate will be fine. From the Dragon High Priestess. Unbelievable. So, great king, where do we go from here? This chariot, kept with utmost care, will waft thee through the fields of air, and thou shalt light unweary down in fair Iodia's royal town. Iodia? That's a city in India. That whole passage is taken from the Ramayana. We'll do more research when we get back to Cairo. Right. So we're off to India. By the sounds of things. Take the whip, Peregrine, and let's get out of here. Cheerio. Go with God, mortal. Bye. We made good time on our return to Cairo, and, ensuring that we weren't followed, ducked into the Nile Hotel, where I had a chance to freshen up and change my trousers. Challenger had hurriedly disappeared into the local library and returned wild-eyed with a massive tome in his hand. Look at this! I did some research into the passage from the Ramayana. Iodia is the city where this is supposed to take place, but in the 16th century the city was sacked by the Mughal Emperor Babur, and the temple that Tutankhamun was referring to was destroyed. Oh dear. Oh dear? I expected something a bit more verbose, old boy. Well, my apologies, sir, but that's the adventure over then. Not necessarily, because the Ramayana is actually rooted in Hindu culture, and there is a Cambodian version known as the Rayanka. The city of Ayodhya is replaced by the kingdom of Ayutthaya in the Cambodian version, and I think that after the sacking of Ayodhya, the children of eternity relocated to one of the temples in the ancient kingdom of Angkor Wat. So we're off to Cambodia. How much exposition do I need to give you, Peregrine? Yes, we're off to Cambodia, via Siam, in fact. I've booked passage on a steamer that leaves this afternoon. So pack your things, it departs in an hour. I hurriedly packed my things. From Siam, I could perhaps book a voyage home, and there'd be shot of Professor Challenger in his hairy face forever. This thought was dashed as we arrived at the dock, for stepping onto the gangplank, my eyes took in one of the most incredible sights I had ever seen. Professor Challenger at the Edge of Eternity starred Robert Durbin as Philip Peregrine, Darren Freebury-Jones as Professor Challenger, James Lawrence as Theodore Harrison, and Alan Bidder as King Tutankhamun. You've been listening to an anthology production written and directed by Robert Thomas and Darren Freebury-Jones.